Welcome to the first inaugural episode of Still Tippin' Podcast, hosted by me, Braden, at B-R-A-E-Z-Y underscore on Twitter. And this is Chris, at that big guy Chris on Twitter. And we have another host who is unfortunately not able to join us this evening slash midnight for us currently, or for me. You know, because I'm on the East Coast because my bum ass lives in Georgia now. But <laughs> why don't we just kind of go over what's going to like happen in this podcast situation we've got going on here. Basically, we are a Astros slash baseball TED talk is what I'd like to, <laughs> to describe it as. What would you like to describe it as, Chris? Um, a virtual uh, kickback. I like where that. we constructively talk about or recap games that the Astros play, and then take a few moments to talk about other kind of highlights and news around the league, and then go into what the upcoming schedule is going to be like, and pretty much whatever we feel like talking about on any given day. All right, so let's hop into a recap of tonight's game that we just watched. I'm just going to start with Mr. Jake Odorizzi's unbelievable performance, at least for him recently. You know, he's been killing it. Six innings pitched, one earned run. He had two runs scored on that Toro error. Uh, one walk, two strikeouts, and the W. Chris, what would you take away from that game? You know, Odo's been pretty good the past four or five starts. And after a short spring, some – health issues with some injuries he's really rebounded very well and kind of has returned to form like we saw him in Minnesota you know it's cool to see him kind of round out to form and what we thought he would be you know when we heard that Fromber was going to potentially be out for the season he would be that um, kind of fill in or shoe in you know it was a late March signing pretty much right before the season started the short spring combined with uh, his health issues have really um, kind of garnered him an uphill battle and he's faced it very well um, after a couple of rehab stints and getting some consistent playing time he's really rounded out well and um, tonight there was a little bit of a scare on the mound he slipped off a little bit and Brent Strong came out looked at it and it might have just been a you know small slip um, on a fastball that registered 82 on the gun but um, this was his biggest outing and of the season I think he pitched over 89 I think 90 90 or so pitches so really really encouraging to see him turn out to be what we thought he could be yeah I know with you know the last few starts he's had they've kind of limited him you know taking him out in the fifth I think they took him out in the fourth at one didn't they you know he was still yeah he, he, pitched. he was he was on track you know both of those starts that I saw them take him out really early I guess he was on kind of like a pitch count or like some kind of you know limit at least you know because he was coming off the IL but they actually let him go. Um, he didn't get. He didn't record an out in the seventh, but he mm -hmm. pitched in the seventh. I think he gave up a double. Um, I forgot who it was. Might have been Bobby Rosario. Rosario, oh, was Rosario was beating him up all night. Yeah, it was Rosario. Yeah, he gave was, up a double. That was his second double of the game. So I think they took him out right after that. Um, put in Stanek or no? Yeah, Stanek. yeah, Sorry. yeah. Stanek, Stanek came right Stanek. out and and Stanek's another topic of conversation because he had some really bad outings especially against the Orioles where they beat him up for five runs. Yeah, man, his ERA is super inflated right now because of that. 
Um, yeah, it's it's back down to four point three three, but I believe it was four point nine five at one point. Yeah. Um, so he was really struggling, and the deal with him is he relies on his velocity and just pounding the strike zone. And when his command is off, he's forced to pitch pitches that hunt hitters going to look out for. So it was kind of a recipe for disaster when you're struggling with your command and starting to pound a strike zone, and then that leads to base hits and runs. And unfortunately, that's what happened. But He's pitched really good against the Indians this series. Um, two scoreless innings, um, had some traffic uh, yesterday's game, but still did not doing very well. I think he had three three base hits and three strikeouts yesterday. Um, and then he had uh, two strikeouts today and one scoreless inning to relief. So really encouraging to see that from Stanek. Yeah, I liked it. I'm glad that you watched, you know, those the game yesterday and the game the day before because, you know, I was a little bit busy and I didn't get to see the whole thing, at least, you know, Thursday and Friday. But – Moving on from Stanek, wow, Ryan fucking Presley, unbelievable. I think his ERA is down under 1.5 right now, or it's really close to my 1. man. 1.54. 1.54. Holy, he is unbelievable. Bonafide all-star again, by the way, mm-hmm. and second time in an Astros uniform that he should get that honor. I agree 100%. And, you know, he he's the, the pinnacle, the highlight of this Astros bullpen by definitely anybody's standard. He is unbelievable. He is blowing shit by everybody. His fat, what, what's his fastball velocity? Like averaging is like what? 96, 97. Something he's, like he's in the high 95s, low 96s, uh, average wise, um, but he can't hit 99. So he's it's kind of in that um, echelon. And, uh, and you know, know like respect I'm to pretty sure like earlier in his career, he was a starter, too. I love those. I love those starters turned closers. They are yes, always definitely. they're 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 always just ridiculous. I like Christian Javier. You know, you have that ability to go multiple innings and then. If you need to, if your bullpen is struggling or your bullpen is short, then, you know, you can kind of insert him in and um, he can go either long or, you know, give you one inning of just dominance. And that's what he's been doing. Yeah, no, he's he's been ridiculous, especially, you know, he's they've plugged him in at that long relief, you know, situation. And now they put him in mm-hmm. in that eighth inning, kind of like as a setup guy, which was really that was like, I think it's the first time we've seen that this 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 year. Right. Where they yeah, him... usually he's been piggybacking on Odorizzi. Um, yeah, at least one or two times. Uh, didn't he piggyback so on been... Framber at that one? Uh, that first start that Framber had too. He did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then um, he's been, you know, like you said, he's been if the starter doesn't really go that long, you know, four and a third, four and two thirds, he comes in and kind of tries to be that bridge to the bridge. You know, get him at least to the seventh or eighth inning. Um, that way, Presley or Stanick then Presley can do their jobs. Yeah, I mean, they're, the bullpen has definitely been the weak point of the Astros this season. But, you know, there's some bright spots. Presley, Stanek, Javier, been looking great. Starters have been going deep. You love to see that. So hopefully they can stay away from Brandon Belak. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't – you yeah, know, I love I think, Brandon Belak. Yeah. He's a great guy, you know, but – 
man. He showed glimpses last year. He was he did he was show reliable. glimpses. He was a starter for a little bit last year, man. He looked he did. Great. He, he started as a starter. Um, he looked and then great. subsequently moved over. But man, yeah, he's just been struggling, and I just think it's it's the nerves, like all these, you know, Anoli, you know, Blake Taylor. Blake Taylor's actually been good this year. I'm not even going to include him. He's he's been pretty decent, but you know, Belak Taylor. All those guys have just – I feel like this, the crowds and the booing and everything has really taken a toll on them, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, BLAC um, could be a litmus test as to what the COVID season really allowed players to do with no fans. You know, allowed them to focus. It allowed them to hear most of what was going on on the field. You know, when people were um, auditorily telling them, you know, watch out for this guy on second. He's going to jump. Um you know, especially in the outfield as well, where we've seen a lot of collisions this year. Uh, same thing goes there as well. So I think BLAC with the presence of the fans and the ridicule that comes with being an Astro this year, it's definitely taken a toll on him. So we might have seen the last of him for a while. Um, I'm not sure if he's still on the active roster. I'm pretty sure he is, and it's still in the bullpen. But um, I don't imagine we'll have to use him too much um, unless it's just a dire situation or we just have a big lead. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's we're probably going to see him in Sugarland more than anything. At, <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. point, uh, you know, apparently the ghost himself, Austin Pruitt, is coming back. Um, <laughs> yep. So I I don't know, you know, what Dusty's going to do. You know, Anoli's on his way back. Josh James, Mister Josh Flames, Josh is, Flames is probably okay. about. He's probably be back after the All Star break in our bullpen yeah so that's, that's gonna what, be that's what i've been hearing interesting um you said you you told me that he's got a little bit of a rework on his mechanics so i'm interested to see what he's changed or what he's doing because you know my man has a walk problem yes uh yeah and it seems to spread with uh anoli and andre scrub they those are the walking type of pitcher they just you know the command is is not there consistently so um you know it's it's sort of like it, a thing where they can they can walk three and then strike out three in the same inning you know it's, yeah that's the problem that's the way it's been going it's a problem with these you know 20 20 and, 22 23 you know these really young pitchers exactly. for the most part you know i love i love all of these pitchers but like if it wasn't for that covid season there's no way they would have made it to the majors as fast at all. Yeah, I, I can I can see that happening. Um, you know, last year was just very weird. You know, you had Correa being um, actually pretty good in his limited at bats, but just didn't have the average that um, he normally was could have. Bad last year, Altuve was was struggling. Bregman was was bad. Yuli was especially bad. He was trying to do too much all the time. And oh yeah, um, I think he led the league in sack flies or something like that. Um, well, I think he's leading the league in sack flies now. I think he also is now, but in a, yeah. in a way better season for him. But oh yeah, yeah. Just to kind of end that off, um, yeah, it's it'll be good to have Josh James back, and um, I'm interested to see what he changed because the rumor is that he changes mechanics because of both health and longevity. You know, so we'll see what he what he can do. I mean, I know that the Astros wanted there to. Longer. Yeah, I wanted the Astros. I know the Astros wanted to bring him out like as a starter i know that was like they they tried to get him to be a starter so i really am interested to see like what he's done like different because i i i he's just going to be out of the bullpen there's just there's no spot for him in that rotation anytime soon you know so like it's just 
it's going to be interesting to see what he's changed, what he's doing, if his velocity is down or if it's up, if he's pounding the zone or if he's still the Walkman that we know. So like that's that's just going to be something I'm pretty interested to see. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. And God knows the bullpen needs it right now. Um, you know, having to rely yeah. on Brooks Raley for any sort of jam or oh, uh, high pressure situation. Um, that's Sorry. not going to get you far. Brooks Raley you know, is Brooks, a trigger word for me. Brooks, yeah, Brooks Raley. I mean, he's it's one of those things where he's probably more unlucky than most. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's, just it's not even I mean, but the, the yeah, you can be unlucky. Right. That's the thing. Kyle Tucker was unlucky as shit for the first month of the season, but <laughs> Kyle Tucker is a great baseball player. It's just like Brooks Raley, like he's just given up too much hard contact. Like any pitcher that gives up that much hard contact is it, he's going to get hit around. Like it's, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know what Dusty's fascination is with Brooks Raley, but we really need to <laughs> just stop. Both necessity and, you know, old habits die hard. You know, uh, when AJ was here, there were certain things that he would do that some people would gawk at. Yeah, fair enough. Um, you know, like taking Grinky out. <laughs> like taking Grinky out. We're not going to get into that, though. It's a whole other episode. Yeah, that might be but, a um, whole, that might be a whole, like, hour-long episode of us just screaming back and forth. Talk, talking about that game seven. Just, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was great to see um, guys like Stanek and uh, – Odorizzi had great games after struggling, um, especially Odorizzi for the past five games. So it's yeah. been really good. Um, and I'm hoping he can kind of continue that and get back to the 100, 110 pitch workhorse that we know he can be maybe towards the end of the year um, when he's got more innings under his belt. But um, very encouraging. Very encouraging. For sure. All right. So let's move on to everyone's favorite player to hate, Miles Straw. Oh yeah, I was I was president of that fan of that anti fan club. Oh yeah, so was or, I. I or was president of the hate club, as you should. I was say. As, I mean, as was I, as was I. So you, we were we were we were co we were manager and assistant to the manager oh, of, yes. of that club. Oh yes. Um, we we used uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you brought up a stat that I think you should read off about his home and road splits this year, which is very interesting to me. Yeah, he needs to hit more on the road. Um, or maybe carry the road mojo back home um, this next uh, series against the A's. He's hitting 318 in 38 away games and a whoppingly lower 221 in 41 home games. So that stat screamed out to me off the page because um, you would think in Minute made in a friendlier environment, he would hit better, but maybe it's just the park mechanics don't agree with him. Maybe the batter's eye is, is messing with him. Um, you know, who knows? But in any case, Straw has become, as we were starting the segment off, he's becoming a stud. You know, he's he's he is. drawing uh, a lot of walks. You know, he's got 16 walks and the 22 strikeouts in the past 30 games while yeah, batting so 320. As of so, as of yeah, or as of before today's game, his OBP is 342, which is probably well like above average. And yeah, I think about average is 33, 34%. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's looking good on that. And he's got, you know, he's got 27 RBIs this season, 13 stolen bases after today. And he's got two homers. <laughs> Who would have thought that, but yeah, two homers this year after having one and two previous uh, seasons in the big league. So um, it's definitely been a nice thing to see because we were, I think all as a whole on Astros Twitter kind of reaching that boiling point where, 
we have seen enough of him, um, sort of a la Kyle Tucker in 2019. Um, oh yeah, I where he had 140 at bats without a home run. Um, was was uh, just yeah, it was just abysmal, and we were all having those thoughts. Why is Lou now not trading this guy? Um, yeah, I remember that, and yeah. having that same that same sentiment about Straw and his struggles. You know, I think we were all wanting maybe Chazzy Fizz to step up in center and maybe have uh, Brantley play right and Jordan play left. But, you know, I don't think it was in the cards. I think Dusty may have saw something that we didn't. And that goes to show that, you know, him as a veteran manager and one of the top 20 managers all time, really, as far as wins go, um, maybe he saw something that the fans didn't. And sometimes that's the case. So it's good to see him rounding into form. Definitely. I definitely agree. He's, he's looking great this season. So from straw, we move on to Mr. Chazzy Fizz, who has mm-hmm. been unbelievable in the amount of at-bats he has. He has had 126 at-bats this season. This was before today's game, I believe. I, these stats are a little bit, or a game behind. Um, nine home runs, 29 RBIs, and 27 runs. His OBP is a little bit low. You know, 297, but mm-hmm. he's mashing for someone who's, you know, only at 126 at bats with nine. Yeah, That's and and, and uh, with with some of our guys out right now, it's nice to have some speed on the bases. Today we had a lineup of Chazzy Fizz. Um, first of all, Straw leading off Chaz at the two spot, and then uh, Toro at six and uh, Stubbs at eight. Um, but the combination of the speed on the bases with those guys uh, that's probably your quickest lineup maybe put Altuve at, at the one spot um, and have Straw somewhere in there too but um, it's really encouraging to see Chaz do what he does you know I always I've been telling other people on Twitter if uh, Marisnik had that kind of offensive production in his limited at-bats he would have been a starter um, which he has been with the Mets uh, when he hasn't been injured but it's well, nice he's with to see the, that uh, we Mar- didn't lose. Marisnik's with the uh, Cubs now, and he's been. Oh, that's right. That's correct. He's been My he's bad. been killing it with the Cubs. He's I've, yeah. He's, like, he's one of their he's one of their best you know bench utility guys, but yeah, continue. Yeah, no, I guess I had mess on the mind because a lot of the uh, uh, rejects have gone there. You know, JD Davis and oh yeah, and those guys. But um, yeah. So I mean, Chaz having that kind of production and just 100 and what was it, 29 at bats, is insane. I mean. I don't think anybody expected that. Um, no, not so at all. It's, it's and nice even with and with this, you know, Sugarland lineup that we had tonight, basically, I mean, <laughs> they squeaked out the dub. Abraham Toro. They did. The- it was it was it was wholeheartedly um, all the way squeaked. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. It got it got close a couple times, and you know, Cleveland with uh, the bases loaded once again didn't do anything. They left like 15 men on base yesterday, and another eight today, which is lucky but good for us you know when it's a win but um yeah Chaz has been a big part of that mm-hmm. maybe backup core um with Toro and, and those guys so I just don't understand why Dusty does not start Toro more than Robel Garcia but I just I, that's true that, that 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 is another discussion you know Garcia I saw someone on Twitter today said um if there was an award for a least valuable player Robel would be uh, on the top of that ballot, <laughs> and I mean he's had some he's had some good games. I was at his the walk off, especially the walk off was like 
we were all high on tor- on uh, Ravel Garcia. Yeah, for that was towards that. What was that? You know? Towards the beginning of the season, kind of. Was that against? Yeah, it was, the, in, uh, it was definitely in the first quarter. Was um, that against the Angels? The I think something like that. I need to look back at it. I I don't I don't want to want to say it incorrectly, but um, I th- it was it, it was, was an AL West team for sure. I just can't remember which one. Yeah, it was it was two outs and two strikes, and then that happened. So I was at I was at that game where uh, against the White Sox, he had like three RBIs or something. Um, yeah, like he he's he's got the respect of the guys in the clubhouse, but you know he's batting 167 right now, and that's not really what you want out of someone who is going to be maybe playing a little bit more games than you would like him to play. You know he's got 72 at bats this season, so it's not like he's going to be, you know, your your always going to be your third baseman or your second baseman when those guys are out. But if he's a reserve, then it's it's a problem not having that production consistently, you know, yeah, I, agree. Walk off, I mean, you know, being dismissed with that. I mean, I agree. I think that Toro should stay that utility backup guy. Whenever Bregman comes back. Um, Agreed. I miss Oledmus Diaz. I do. Yeah. With my, it, that's, I don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, let me look that up. Is it the, is he, is he going to be back this season? Uh, towards the end, I mean, I think it was a it was going to be a pretty long recovery time because he did fracture his hand on yeah, that's, that's what right, he was hit by pitch. Um, yeah, so broken hands that's not something you want to necessarily rush Man, back his, from. His slash line before he got hurt was 278, 341, and 435. That's just unbelievable yeah. for somebody who's just your fuck, you just plug him in like that's just yeah. And um, he had, <laughs> yeah, he had three he, homers on, and 18 RBIs in 34 games. Yeah, and I mean, we we saw glimpses from him in the minors, and seeing you know someone post a highlight here and there from a game with the Skeeters or the Hooks, um, and we're like, wow, Toro's actually getting some pop, and um, you you had to know that he would be with the with the Astros um, at some point this season. It's just a matter of when, and so in his limited time with us, it's been, it's been great to, to have him as sort of a um, speed on the base guy, someone who can get on base and also someone with some pop. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about having Toro back compared to Robo Garcia, but yes. let's talk about Mr. Carlos Correa and just what are the Astros going to do if we don't have him next season, because that's probably this man, a, that's probably an entire episode. <laughs> that is another entire episode, but man, this guy is a MVP candidate, and he yeah, has been un fucking believable. Just yeah, he's he's back up I'm, to three hundred as of today oh yeah. after his two hits. Um, I I remember towards the beginning of the season, everyone was like, "Oh, one." I remember a lot of Astros Twitter was like, "Oh, this is one dollar shortstop, ten dollar shortstop." Well, he was he kind of started off a little bit slow. Mm-hmm. But yeah. man, as of late, as of the last two months, probably I would say at this no, point, he, when 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 he said he was feeling sexy at the plate, I mean he meant that, and it has oh definitely showed in the past his OB, thirty to forty days. His OBP this last month is four, like eighty. Yeah, wow. he's about forty percent for the season now. That's crazy. His whole yeah, he's almost at four hundred on and the he's, OBP. He's he's now got the highest OPS on the team, I believe, at nine thirty five. Um, unbelievable you know he's, he's drawing an unbelievable amount of walks um he's also in the top 10 or 12 i believe in run scored with altuve yep um so overall he's kind of gone back into what we knew he he's could got, be um 
He's got like what uh, he had what two RBIs today, so he's at fifty-two RBIs and sixteen home runs on the season too. Looking yeah. looking good. Yeah, he's looking good. Um, we'll see what happens with him, but for now, we're enjoying what is likely his last year with us. But um, I hate to say that, yeah, but it's 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 probably true. And if Mister Jimmy doesn't go out and get his replacement. I know we were talking about situations for that, you know, mm-hmm. with yeah. possibly Toro playing third and Bregman back at short. I don't yeah, love we'll, it. We'll see. I don't um, love it, but yeah. it, that's a whole nother episode. You're right. That's a whole nother episode. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he had a carry job today with two of the three runs and obviously always makes very, very good defensive plays. And it's just nice to see him back in his form, you know, in the beginning of the season, it was, a little bit of struggle and um as an astros fan and knowing that you're not going to maybe have him next season you almost it's, want him to not do as well so we can get him at a good deal but yeah but time, it's, you don't it's want your depressing. team to suffer you know it's it's like it's, it's a wait. double-edged sword it's exactly it it's many edged sword <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair With enough respect to him because we've lost so many good players in the city recently and it wouldn't be fun to lose another but yeah I know. And the thing is, like, at the end of the season, I know, you know, they're old. We don't really need them anymore, but we're going to lose Granky. We're going to lose Verlander unless one of them signs back for a team-friendly contract, you know. I would love to see Jimmy Click use some of that money that we've got if we don't, you know, like when we lose Granky and when we lose Verlander. And I know, I think Breg, you said Bregman's contract, his extension starts in 2023. Or is that next year? I believe it's 23. Um, okay. But I can pull it up. But yeah, I mean, it's going to kick in. Um, I want to say it's like 12 million or something in the next um, next season. I think he's still on the eight or nine million track. And then it's going to be 12 and then 20, 28, I think. Okay. Well, so that, it's that, still leaves, sure. that still leaves a, some money for him to work around with, I think. You know, and we saw some of those free agents um, for next year. You know, obviously there's Correa, you know, Marcus Simeon would be interesting to fill that spot. Um, he's been killing it. You know, he took Altuve's spot, you know, in the all-star game, in my opinion, I really don't think he should have got that over Altuve, but great player nonetheless. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's guys like Trevor Story, which I, I love Trevor Story, great player. He's kind of had a down year so far. So, you know, you might, if he continues to suck, you know, I mean, yeah, not, team not, friendly deal, take a flyer, you know, not kind of thing. suck per se, but not play up to Trevor Story standards. You know, mm-hmm. we might, and you know, there's Javi Baez, like you said earlier when we were talking before the podcast, not great defense, but still Javi Baez you know um yeah still still uh el mago exactly um you know not anybody else really excites me besides them besides the conversation that i have we have where i was you know nolan arenado and chris bryant are both free agents and yeah well alex bregman is focus on this season and maybe winning another pennant and maybe another championship before talking about that because fair enough fair enough, fair <laughs> there's, enough. There's, there's a lot there's a lot to delve into there and a lot of fair enough i was just i just scenarios. wanted to get into like the free agents for next year for like a little bit in this in this in this episode just to like yeah discuss it since you know 
uh, some interesting ideas that I have. We can get into it another another time. But let's move moving on from Korea. Um, you know, this last week, you know, so far the Astros are three and zero with the Indians, but they were zero and three against the Orioles, which is ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what they're. What do you have their record pulled up against under five hundred teams? Um, I think the updated uh, record with uh, over 500 teams is something like 33 and 16 since we were, I believe, 30 and 16 coming into this Cleveland series. So we have played down to our competition with respect to um, teams that have a below 500 record. So, yeah, it's been rough. It's been discouraging for sure. It was it was looking great, though. They like uh, last week they swept the Orioles and then, you know, they won that first game against the uh the tigers well it was it was a lot it was like what 13 to something something like that um i don't want to be wrong mm. uh, let me it looks it like up. 32 and 16 versus 500 teams are better okay that's pretty good yeah but then that means we're 21 and let's see 21 to 14. Yeah, like so they against, or sorry, 19 to 14 against uh, teams with a 500 or below record. I mean, it's not horrible. It's manageable, but that's still sad. You know, obviously, you would think your record would be worse against teams over 500 and better against teams under 500, which is, I just don't understand how they keep tripping up against teams like the Orioles, Tigers. You know, they got swept by the Rockies earlier in the season. It's just, Kind yeah, of. I mean, like, like, like we were talking earlier in the week, um, baseball is going to baseball. You know, we were riding very high on that 11-game win streak and then hit what seemingly was a brick wall against Detroit and uh, Baltimore, only winning one out of those six games. A.J. Hinch effect. A.J. Hinch effect, exactly. Um, A.J. knows how to manage against his old team. He knows what Dusty is probably going to do. You know, Troy Snittiger is still in that dugout. Um uh Centrone is still in that dugout so yep. he knows those guys very well um Joe Espada is still in that dugout and um yeah Finch definitely knew how to counteract and Detroit is becoming and kind of blossoming as maybe on a similar tract as the uh they were back have in some Hinch's really, early days they've got some really great young players really great young players. yeah their, their pitching was nails I mean yep they had a couple of starters like Mize who were just amazing. Scooball, um, Scooball wrecked us. Yeah, yeah, man. He 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 talked to us and talked to us more. That was that was a, a certain. That was rough. You know. I always hate. I always hate. You know, I, I have a love hate relationship with games like that where the Astros are playing a really hot young pitcher. You know, like a Casey Myers, Tariq Scooball, or someone like mm-hmm. that. And I I you know I'm a pitcher guy. Love my prospect pitchers. Love my pitchers just in general. And I just. It's just like I hate when those young pitchers have really great breakout games against the Astros because I'm like so torn. You know, oh, yeah. it's just like man, I, Tariq like Scooble. Tariq Scooble, that was a that was a career game for him so far. Like just in his young career, like that was just yeah. an amazing game for him. That that was that might have been one of his breakout games, and it just like sucked because love my Astros and I love my young pitchers, and it's just like ah, you know. Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, it's also that situation where the guy gets his first major league home run against us and a team or in a game that we are not doing so well in 
kind of kicking us when we're down but oh yeah you know it's also cool to see that you know when it happens but you know young um, teams like the tigers don't have a lot great going for them but when something great goes for them you love at the moment like (laughs) yeah at the moment but you love to see it you know like same thing with the orioles you know cedric mullins is killing us a, a kill but do gonna say cedric us. mullins you have yeah mullins on the orioles and you also have mancini back from his illness which is yeah. fantastic to see him man come back player uh, of the year before he even put his foot on the field easily yeah yeah basically i mean he's having a great season but oh yeah also with the tigers a kill badu was killing it um, oh yeah a couple of a couple of guys that the astros know nomar mazara from his time with the Rangers, you had Robbie mm-hmm. Grossman, who is also a former Astro. And um, so definitely some familiar faces and some things to maybe look up to. Um, I mean, with respect to those two ball clubs, the the Tigers, they've got some great young talent. They've got a good future. Bullpen's rough, just like ours. So you can't really say anything about that. But <laughs> I think personally, the Orioles probably have a better future than the Tigers do just in general. Orioles you know, relievers um, were amazing. I know, which is un- it's weird because I mean, they really don't have a great bullpen either. But it's not even it's not even like their bullpen, like it's just the constant pounding we were taking from Mullins and Mancini, and I, I don't know. It was just it was just a rough series in general. My dad was at that game; they lost thirteen to three, and he was not happy. He called me afterwards. He was like, I, "This is really the <laughs> fucking game I paid money to go fucking see." Like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you had guys like Cole Solser, who is kind of their high leverage guy. Um, he had some really, really good um, tosses against us, and um, yeah, you know, maybe not mm-hmm. so much in the uh, prior series with them, but in this last series where they took care of business, he was one of the main guys contributing to that um, that bullpen effort. I mean, they've got some good pitchers in that on that team, like just in general, like you know, some of those relievers haven't been great this year, but there are a lot of them are young. You know, they've got some good stuff. And, I mean, they they didn't have John Means. You know, he's he's been out since early June, I believe. He's slated mm-hmm. to come back after the All-Star break. And, I mean, he threw an almost a perfect game this year. He's a monster. He's an All-Star. His rookie season. He's a beast. Yeah. So, like. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of good things to be said about about them and, and those guys for sure. Yeah, I agree. Even though, you know, at least they're not as bad as the Diamondbacks. <laughs> <laughs> At least they haven't lost what twenty four straight road games, twenty five straight road games, or something. Have they broken the record yet? Uh, yeah, they broke the record. You know, I think I think they lost twenty five in a row. I want to say, and then they won. Mm-hmm. I forgot who they won against on the road, but I don't really keep you know I don't really keep up with the Diamondbacks like that. Um, <laughs> just just when Josh Reddick at bats. Yeah, you know that. What does he had one home run this season? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Moving on from that Orioles series because that sucked. Um, let's go back to this Indian series. Let's talk Framber. Let's talk the staff ace. Yeah, he is he is a bona fide ace at this point. I mean, he's like the legend of Framber, you know, like he was oh, yeah. very similar to Miles Straw and Kyle Tucker. We were talking about earlier. We we were very quick to dismiss him um after seeing what we saw the past few years, and then 2020 came around and all of a sudden we realized what we had and He's one of those guys, maybe like Granky, who can be an innings eater. You know, um, when mm-hmm. healthy, he can probably be a 200 inning uh, guy in a season if he plays, you know, without injury. Um, so he's been he's been awesome. So he definitely was roughed up in the first part of that um, 
first Indians game and then ended up pitching seven innings for probably the fourth or fifth time this season. Um, you know, ground ball wizard, as you put here. And <laughs> it's like really awesome to see him come back from what was supposed to be a season ending injury has now turned into something that he's been able to rebound from pretty quickly. Man, it was just miraculous. Like, I'm pretty sure I saw something like an article where it described it as a miracle where he came back from that injury so fast. Yeah. And it's just been unbelievable. Like he, what is his ERA on the season? Like it's below it is, two. Um, yeah. And he's, I think he's, I think he's five and one now. He's a beast. Um, but he's been pitching so well. And it's so, it's, it's great for us because we've seen him um, throughout the past three, four years as someone who, maybe had a bit of a command issue and, you know, couldn't make it through the first few frames without walking, you know, three to four guys. I remember um, back in 2019, you know, the memes or the jokes were like, you know, Framber and Josh James were just walk machines, Walkmans, yeah. Walkmans basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like seeing him just as good as he is now, especially, you know, how he broke out during the COVID season and he's just continuing to carry that with him and just he is pounding i think i think this was his worst outing so far when it came to walks didn't he walk like five which was um yeah i don't have the stats in front of me but it was it was, it was pretty bad a few frames it was pretty bad but like he still bounced back and carried himself all the way through seven even if he walked like that's just amazing in itself and obviously yeah shows one so like it, it just seems like it's really hard for them to lose when he's on the mound. Yeah. Same with him. Same with Grinky. You know, when, you know, these guys have a pitcher that they, they feel that they need to just perform for, you know, similar to uh, if you go back to the ALCS and Correa having Fromber's back, you know, Correa is kind of a de facto pitching coach as far as like swagger and trying to get his guy to get the next guy out um, when he's kind of losing his touch late in the game. So you know, with, with respect to Valdez and with Grinky and those guys, it's, he's basically the team ace now um, when healthy. So it's awesome to see that. Yeah. I, lo I love, I love Framber. I think, you know, bona fide ace, he's going to be number one in the rotation next year for a few years to come. Hopefully, hopefully he keeps it up. Let's just move on to Altuve's grand salami in that game. <laughs> Yeah, as as Julia tweeted, um, that Grand Slam felt like it was a ten run hit as oh, opposed yeah. to just a four run hit. You know, because well, that was, was over. That was the turning was, point. You know? It was he was over close. I think it was like over nineteen or something before that. And the last he like, was in a little bit of a funk. Yeah, and, yeah. And going back to that Oriole series and Tiger series where we were not performing at our best, it was kind of the turning point from that. You know, going up. Um, and that game after that hit was just awesome. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, obviously the Indians have been down a lot of pitchers recently. We didn't get to see Bieber. We didn't get to see Plezak. We didn't get to see Savale. So, like, you know, it's really hard to judge how good either team is at this point because both teams are banged up pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, and we're I missing Bregman, Brantley, and Tucker today. Um, Altuve was out today as well um, scheduled mm -hmm. scheduled sit but but still like just in general you know that the Indians don't have those three starting pitchers Jose Ramirez you know he balled out first game but he's been kind of he was out today 
Um, so, you know, I would like to see these teams meet both super like fully healthy just to see like, you know, what happens. Don't, I think we got a, we got a series at Minute Maid later in the season. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to see some of those. So those pitchers back, I like to see the Astros face, you know, a pitcher like Beaver, Savali, or please act just to see, you know, with our full lineup, because they've been beating up on some good pitchers this year. Yeah, and that goes back to playing well against 500 or above teams. Yeah, I agree. You know? I mean, I know they struggled. I'm going to take it back a couple months. I know they str- or a month or whatever. I know they struggled against the Padres, but they lit up you, Darvish. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked that. <laughs> you had some flashbacks to a game five, I bet, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, moving on. Jordan's having a baby. We're having a little – he's going to be your daddy again. I think he already has a kid, but <laughs> he's everyone else's your daddy. your daddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Funny. I think that's going to do it for the Indians and uh, this week, basically, in Astros baseball. So I know we were talking about this before – this podcast but i want to revisit feeling old how about you <laughs> you got some young this, bucks to talk about this was this was interesting to me because we were talking about this before we uh we started this uh our inaugural podcast up today there are a lot of major league stars or are younger, younger than younger us than make us, us feel old <laughs> the younger than us that make us feel old yeah um i'm gonna start with a few you were born in 97, right? Yep, March 97, 24 as of today. October 96. I'm 24 as of today as well. Going to turn 25 this year, unfortunately. Um, but this one really got me. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was born in March 1999. Yeah. That's something to swallow because, um, you know, when I was – his age i was working at a grocery store and attending community college and, oh yeah uh you know life wasn't necessarily looking up yet and he's out there hitting dingers and it helps when your dad is a hall of famer but um it also helps because he is a very very gifted athlete um yeah when i was his age i was in community college too working at an it help desk so <laughs> look at us now yeah i mean yeah i don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. <laughs> but not even not even him like tatis is, was born in 99 juan soto was 98 pache Did was you know 90. juan soto's 20 <sighs> shut the fuck up um <laughs> pache, book. garrett crochet 99 <laughs> wander franco was the first major league player born in 2001 to come up this year and holy shit He's younger than my brother. Yeah. Like my brother was born in 2000. Like I thought my brother was a child and he's got a dude <laughs> younger than him fucking hitting a three run home run for his first major league hit and just shitting on everybody. Like I'm, yeah, his, his debut was something else. That was, that was insane. I know. I mean, he slowed down. He's kind of cooled down since then, but everyone, you know, that's kind of expected. I mean, he's still it was probably, kind of Jordan esque when when Jordan mm-hmm. had, I think, in his second at bat, he hit the home run to the. I was at that game to the pump. Yeah, you were at that game. So I was at that game, and I was in line for a beer when he hit that home run. <laughs> so you completely missed out. 
Oh, it was on. It was against the Orioles, actually. Um, you know, looking back on it, I I don't know why I needed a Crawford buck at that exact moment. <laughs> well, I mean, at that point, they were basically brand new, right? Crawford bucket just came out, and you just try it. So yeah, I was getting the. I I racked up all the cups already. You know, I was just kind of. <laughs> And and speaking of your Don, because um, that that was against the Orioles, and so your Don in like, what was it, six six or eight career games has been like on fire against that team. It's just yeah, what, they, for whatever reason he is there. He is there, Freddy Krueger. He lives in their nightmares. Like <laughs> my man, my he had man, that three run home or three home run game in uh, Camden. What did he have? Seven um, RBIs in that game or something? Yeah, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Uh yeah, he's he's there nightmare on fucking union station <laughs> <laughs> like i i don't know but just even moving on from just around the league to just the astros kyle tucker is younger than i am and i am like a kyle tucker fanboy i have mm-hmm. an entire kyle tucker collection of autographs you know i wear his jersey and stuff like that and like just seeing him being like four months younger than I am just makes me feel really weird sometimes, but not <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wish you could see my little corner I've got here. It's basically all just Kyle Tucker shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's my like guy. The, uh, you need to get one of those HEB candles that has the, the, um, the, his face on it. Remember it's like, it, it makes him look like an angel or something. It's oh yeah. Like the Jesus candle, by Kyle Tucker, the, like the Jesus candle. Yeah. 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 yeah no, that'd be you need one of those. I know oh, they I have them for like a two day and stuff. Oh yeah, I definitely do. I mean, but even, you know, Christian Javier is younger than I am. I mean, Christian Javier is about the same age as you are March, 1997. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to go scroll down the list. Your framer is a little bit older in 93. Um, Abraham, Luis Garcia. Luis Garcia is 96. Luis Garcia 96, is yeah. December 96. So he is two two months younger than I am. Um Toro is two months younger than I am. He's December 96 as well. Mm-hmm. Man, this makes me feel old as shit. Yeah, Kyle Tucker, January 1997. Oh my god. Well, yeah, and in, in, in retrospect, you know, most of baseball fans are going to be older than the players, but us being, you know, part of it's that just, younger demographic, it's, yeah, it's just it's weird just, to take inventory just, and see I'm sure. all these guys doing these awesome things, you know, when, when we're normal folks and they're out there living their dream and, um, you know, representing their respective cities on the biggest stage or the biggest baseball stage in the world. You know, it's awesome to see that. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. I'm sure, you know, everybody it throughout since baseball began or since it's been popular has gone through the stage that we're going through right now where we just feel old, you know, compared to the players, even though we're not, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah. uh, It's, 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 it's great to see, you know, these guys are going to accomplish more than we ever will in our lives. And, you know, we just, it's, it's crazy to idolize somebody that's younger than we are, but Hey, we're here doing it and I love it. (laughs) You know, we love talking about it. I, this has been my dream for a while, just to sit here and talk about it. So, like, yeah, I mean, our 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 podcast is literally named after or inspired by um, your Don's, you know, number four four. Yes, sir. Still tipping, baby. Mm. All right, 
we're going to start moving into the last little stretch of our podcast here. I'm going to talk about what's going around the league right now. We're going to start with the Brewers going 11 in a row. They're looking great. They've been hot. They've been hot. Luis Arias is looking good. Willie Adamas, from, after being traded, has been on fire. Christian Yelich has been stumbling. He looked good today. I believe he, uh, he had a couple hits. Um, Kesson Hero's back. He's hit, a, he's hit a few bombs. I actually saw him um, in uh, Gwinnett. So, you know, I live in Georgia. I went down to the Gwinnett Stripers game because I saw Kesson Hero was playing on the Nashville Sound because that's the AAA affiliate for the uh, Brewers. Got to meet him. Signed, he, I had a jersey he signed for me. Really great guy. Love Kesson Hira. Um, but I'm glad he's back up in the majors and he's mashing again because that dude was great in 2019. Struggled in 2020, but I'm glad he's back up there and he's looking good. Um, you know, the Brewers have probably one of the nastiest rotations in baseball. Peralta, uh, Woodruff, and Burns looking great. You know, they still got Josh Hader. That team's scary. Yeah, it's um they were kind of a sleeping giant for a little bit and you were wondering when they were going to kind of get out of that but um yeah i mean this is their second longest winning streak in history after going 13 and 0 and 87 mm-hmm. so it's like you know it's been kind of a season of streaks you know oakland had a 10 or 11 gamer and astros had 11 game winning streak for um up until last week so it's been, you know, some of these teams are rounding into form. It's becoming that time, you know, it's that time to either open it up or, you know, if you're going in downhill direction, make some moves in the deadline and, and be a seller or be a buyer. And you know who's going to be a seller, in my opinion? The New York Jenkies. <laughs> They're looking really stinky recently. Oh, my God. They got yeah. slapped around by the Mets today. Taiwan Walker carried a no hitter i think into the fifth almost he was looking great um you know there's just nothing really going great for them right now there's nothing going right everyone's it's just stinky you know the bronx is probably the one oh sorry go ahead the the bronx smells bad in my opinion right now yeah that is that is factual and it's, it's rough because it seems like they should be a lot better than they are but i think it's a case of the rest of the league is caught up a little bit, especially the Mets. The Mets have been great this season. Uh, Mets are looking so amazing. Just... Yeah, the Yankees are just uh, – they're not good. I mean, I'm going to be honest. Their lineup is not super impressive. Like, it doesn't scare me the way that, like, the Astros lineup or, like, the Dodgers lineup or, like, you know, it just – it's not that deep, in my opinion. They've had a lot of struggles. A lot of their players have been cold all season. Aaron Judge is their only bright spot, basically. Garrett Cole has sucked ever since he can't cheat anymore. Um, so I, the Yankees, I don't think they're going to get anywhere near the playoffs this year. That's just my opinion. All right, moving on. Um, we had a couple, we had a Springer dinger today, um, unfortunately on the wrong team yeah. now, okay. but you know, it's great to see him back from his injury. He's looking good again. He's had a couple of homers the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's been, he's been hitting it pretty well. Yeah, I, you know, you love to see that. We love Springer, no matter what what team he's on. So, all right, uh, moving on from that, let's let's look at these All Stars. The All Star situation. What do you say? I think that uh, if you really want people to have their moment in the spotlight, 
you need to vote for people who are actually playing and are not missing a very big chunk of the time. I agree. Like Mike Trout. Well, Mike Trout is going to go down as a top five player of all time, obviously. But he's hurt. So and he's been hurt for a while. And he's so been it's, hurt. it's it's a little bit um it's annoying. Maybe yeah, it, it's sort of an injustice to those like maybe Cedric Mullins or Brantley who's having an amazing season well, to lose out I, on the outfield vote. I think there's two outfield spots that should be different, you know. Sure, Aaron Judge could be there. He deserves to be there. You know, why not? He's good, he's the best player on the Yankees. He's fine. We'll leave him there. But Mike Trouch, you know, he's been hurt. He's an all-star, you know, nine times out of ten. And there's just this one time that he shouldn't be, which is this year, because he's hurt. But I think Teoscar Hernandez should not be in there either. I yeah, think I mean I think I think there's some recency bias, you know. Um he he's been pretty good with the Blue Jays, but yeah. Um don't don't forget this. Wise, 2017 World Series champion Teoscar Hernandez. Yeah, he's <laughs> a ring. That's right. He's got a ring. He's on that 40 man baby. But I think that the outfield should be Mullins, Brantley, and and Judge. I and, guess. And I'm I'm gonna say something very controversial, and I hope that I don't get any uh, backlash from this. But I think it is a true injustice that Miles Straw is not in the home run derby. I would literally pay so much money to see him just even try. Just imagine. It's just, <laughs> oh it's just crazy. I, I I have no earthly idea why he is not. He was not invited. <laughs> he needs to send an email to somebody. <laughs> just just to, or send a letter. Just, just send a, yeah. Just send a just send a notarized letter. <laughs> why 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 am i not in the home run derby why have i not been invited oh yeah. my god i would i would literally shit a brick if he was in the home run derby all right but besides i mean i the blue jays fans showed out for the vote this year for sure i mean obviously vlad well deserved i didn't think yuli was gonna pass him i mean vlad's a vlad might be the mvp this year so no problem with that but marcus simeon over Altuve yeah. their stats are really close I just think Altuve is more valuable to his team than you know Simeon is well, Simeon's been, he, he wasn't always a defensive specialist but the last few years he's actually been increasingly um proficient I mean the thing is people think this is like something new from Simeon but he almost he was in the MVP talk in 2019 for sure yeah he was he was third in war that year and yeah he, he was uh, he was really good he exhibited a lot of really 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 good seasons with the a's uh towards the end of his tenure there and um and now he moved over to second i guess with the being uh, a shortstop for those uh guys in the blue jays so yeah that was interesting that was an interesting signing for me when i saw that because you know i know simeon I wouldn't really define him as a utility guy. I thought he was just a shortstop, you know? That's just kind of what I thought he played. I mean, I think I had seen him play second base with the A's a couple times, but it was just interesting. He made a full transition to second base just to play with the Blue Jays. And, I mean, it's been one of the best moves of his career. He's going to get paid next year for sure. Oh, yeah. I think that's that's maybe someone that the Astros look at if, uh, you know, Korea ends up not yeah. being with us. And I covered that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we. That, it's definitely a possibility, but um, yeah, he's been great, and you know, I think Altuve is maybe 
because of our bias, um, more deserving because he's had a really good power year and he's he's one of the only guys this season to hit two grand slams, which is crazy. Oh yeah. And uh has the only walk-off slam of the year. You know, not that that's any of a <laughs> that big criteria beautiful. for an all-star vote, but that was beautiful. Um, yeah, just that it would be cool to see him make it as a reserve um if it comes to that. So moving on from all stars, um got a couple injuries. You know, Kyle Schwarber was killing it. I think he had like yeah. what he was close to like what 18 home runs over like 20 games. It was something ridiculous like that, somewhere around there. He's gonna be out for a while, which sucks for the Nats. He was looking great. You know, I have no yeah. I have no vendetta against the Nats. I used to like them as a team. I love Max Scherzer. I love them. Like it just, it just sucks. Like I feel like they always get knocked down, you know. But their their Twitter account does is really annoying. But <laughs> besides that, <laughs> so that's what that yeah that's yeah exactly that's the um, only that's the only thing yeah with 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 Hammies it's always going to be a um, something you need to keep an eye on if you bring him back too early. You know, Bregman's had some hammy issues and Springer had some hammy issues and they can linger. Um, Diaz had some hammy issues. So they're going to have to be very careful with that if they plan on doing anything. But yeah, yeah. it was, it was, it was heartbreaking because after that torrid stretch he was on, um, you know, passing up people like, I don't know what other he, players I'm from the 1920s sure like, Yankees or something he was passing up, but it was, it was crazy. I'm pretty sure he's like second or third in the NL and home runs right now or yeah, something crazy. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. But hopefully he he comes back sooner than later because loved watching that those highlights of him just hitting bomb walk off bomb or not walk um lead off bombs like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully he comes back soon. And there's one more thing I want to talk about before we go into our predictions. Sam Huff, number two prospect for the Texas Rangers, hit a five hundred. An 11 foot home run in a rehab start today. 511 feet, 115 miles an hour off the bat. It didn't even look like he swang that hard. He just looked like he was playing golf. Oh my God, that thing was crushed. I don't remember the last time I saw the, the, the number five in front of like a home run distance until like today. So. Hopefully we see a couple of those in Colorado next weekend. Um, I'm going to be there. Won't be at the game, which sucks, but maybe I'll go stand outside of Coors and maybe catch a ball. Cause I know Shohei Otani is going to hit one out the stadium. Oh yeah. But, <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just stand outside. Oh yeah. I'll go stand. I'll go stand outside like in the parking lot and see if something hits me on the head or whatever, but <laughs> all right, we're going to do our last part of the podcast or less segment i guess you would say i don't want to steal anybody's you know whatever last part of the podcast i know the apollo boys like to say segment if they're listening to this eventually (laughs) (laughs) love you guys buy all your shirts notice me i love you uh (laughs) let's move on to the schedule for next week we're going to predict all the games no, they got some home. We got the uh, we also got the Indians tomorrow, which is Sunday uh, the fifth. Or sorry, Sunday the fourth, July fourth. Yes, sir. Uh, it is now midnight. Oh, yep. Uh, it is midnight for you. It's been midnight for it's been the fourth for me for a while. But what do you think about tomorrow's game? We got Granky on the mound. 
we are, um, I want to say 12 and four, maybe with Grinky starting. So um, it's looking like a win um, with them I on think the so mound. Too. I think so too. Especially I... just the way the series is going. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland comes back and, 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 uh, and does something for the last game because they did threaten. I think it's going to be close. Fight. I think it's going to be a really close game like it was tonight. I think the Astros will squeak it out and sweep them. So that's my prediction for tomorrow. Bring out the brooms. Bring out the brooms, baby. All right, then we move on to Tuesday. We're getting a break on Monday from our 20 games and 20 days stretch, thankfully. So we got the athletics coming into town, into Minute Maid, into the juice box. What you got for those three games? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, the A's are um, – I know they walked it off today with uh, our friend Tony Kemp had a sack fly um, to win the game. So I think they were playing the Red Sox this weekend. Um, is that the final game of the frame for them until our series, or do they play tomorrow as well? Let me check. Give me one second. So the A's, they played the Red Sox. Yeah, they won tonight. They do play tomorrow, and then they'll have off Monday like we do. Right. Um, so I guess after Grinky, you've got what was supposed to be your Kitty, I think, right? No, normally yeah. it's Grinky. Uh, no, it was. I, I believe that was our turn just in the rotation because Fromber did pitch on what was that Thursday? Uh, yes, yeah, it Thursday, was Thursday. Thursday was game one. Yeah. So that, that is Urquidy's turn. I'm, it says undecided on ESPN right now. Yeah. Um, we Probably will be, fa- we, we will be facing Chris Bassett who has been lights out. He, he's been, he's been like, uh, if you're going to make a category of pitchers that we do not play well against, you might put that, Giolito, you might put um, Bassett, you know, guys like I'm gonna that. I'm going to be honest. We just don't, we just don't hit him very well. I, I'm going to be honest. I think we lose that one. I, I think. wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we, we haven't hit him very well. Um, He's been I think lights maybe out. maybe last postseason we did. I have him on my start. fantasy team, and he has been lights out the last, like, month and a half. He's been unbelievable. He's brought uh, – the beginning of the season was rough for him, but he's brought his ERA really close to under three now on the season. Which is which is mm-hmm. pretty good, and then we move on to Wednesday. That's going to be a Luis Garcia day against Sean Manaya, who it's fifty. It's fifty fifty yeah. with him. Um, we could have a great day, we could have a terrible day. So it's really just fifty fifty. I do think the Astros are going to win that game just because I think Luis Garcia is going to bounce back. He had a rough we'll start. We'll have Tucker back as well. We'll have um, Tucker back. Everybody should be back. Yeah, I think Maldonado might be back from bereavement. Um. Jordan might be back from his. I think it's a minimum of three games you have to miss for bereavement and for uh, paternity, but I, I could be wrong on that. Um, so we'll probably get Maldonado back at least, and then Tucker, and then probably all the guys. Yeah, I'm hoping today. Brantley. I'm hoping Brantley's back too. Um, but I think we win that one personally. We'll just have to see. I like Luis Garcia. I think it's going to be a bounce back game for him. He gave up three in that first inning in his last start, or was it four? Was it three or four? Uh, he gave up four runs. Four, okay. All, yeah, all that's, in the first inning that game. That's that's the most he's ever given up in a start this season. So I think he's going to bounce back. I think he's going to have some fire in his step. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. But I think we win that one. Moving on to uh, what is this Thursday? I believe we third game against the I A's. Think, I think Framber is going to go out throw a, throw an absolute gem, one run or less in my I think and. I think the lineup's going to just be back. I think we're going to be 
I think I, I predict that's going to be an absolute blowout. That's my prediction. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. All right. And then yeah, we've got what everyone's been looking forward to. Yankees yes. back at Minute Maid, baby. Yankees at Minute Maid, three spot next weekend, seventh, tenth, or ninth, tenth, and eleventh. Yeah. All right. Friday's game. We've got, oh, this is good. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole versus Lance McCullers. Oof. That's who that's who we've got up, right? That's what it says, right? That's what who's predicted. I'm gonna go W because I think like, so too. Uh, because we got the Crawford boxes on our side. Um, Garrett Cole's and, really bad about giving up bombs. Yeah. So, and he's not been good since he can't cheat anymore. And <laughs> I, I don't. I, I think this is a dub. I really do. I think Lance McCullers gonna be lights out like always. He's got under a three ERA this season. He looked great. He looked great yesterday. Or was it yeah he, he's he's had some trouble around the bases and traffic and i think his whip I mean, is elevated a little he bit always has, like 1.12 1.2 thing is, 1. 1. 2, 1. The thing 2, is so. his he's always got trouble around the bases and he always gets out of it for the most part like yeah it's, it's one of those things he can get out of his own jams um and he was he was saying on the broadcast today because he was uh, a guest on the spot for mm-hmm, yeah. ending that is uh since tj his curveball suffered and so he's brought back his uh what was it change up a little bit more yeah, he's kind of incorporated that into um, his uh, sequencing and everything. So uh, he, he he's having a great year um, in spite of the the time missed. So I'm looking forward to that game a lot. You know, kind of a revenge game against Cole coming back to Minute Maid. I'm sure he'll get a tribute video and we'll clap and then we'll you know hopefully help clap him. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see them put up put up you know at least five runs on him or something good like that. All right, mm-hmm. Saturday undecided for the yankees we got odo on the mound for us i guess it just really depends who they put who's, but who's who are the other guys in that yankees rotation though i mean they've got tyone they've got montgomery garrett cole obviously and then domingo herman i don't know mm-hmm. if he's hurt uh, luis severino's still hurt yeah um but i think that's that's it i'm not sure it says undecided on espn so i'm not sure who's going to be pitching for him but we've got, uh, in our rotation it says it's going to be odo so we'll see yeah um i do think we're probably will i i think we'll probably drop one against the yankees i got we have to i mean it's it's just in the cards you know yeah i think we'll probably drop one um okay it's tyone versus grinky on sunday i think that's a win um tyone's coming back to his hometown He's a Houston boy, you know that. Uh, so yep. I think he might be – he might have some nerves, might have some family. I think we win Sunday. I think Saturday might be our loss. I think Odo might kind of slip a little bit. He's been really good. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a – he's going to have a day where he just kind of shits the bed. It might be – it might be this Saturday. So we'll see. So you're, ho- you're hoping for a 4-2 and two homestand, maybe drop the Bassett game against the A's and the uh... – at least one of the games against the Yankees. That is my prediction. Happen. I think we, I think we draw, I think we drop the Bassett game. We win Manaya. We win Montas. I hope we fuck up Cole. I think we might lose on Saturday to whoever's pitching out there. But I think Odo slips up. Um, but I think we win on Sunday against Tyone. That's so. That's my prediction. I think we're going four and two this next week. I think that's a, a viable prediction that will hopefully come to fruition. If not, exceed our expectation. We'll see. I guess we'll see. And I think that brings our episode to a close. It's been great. I hope 
our new listeners enjoy this. I really hope, you know, this continues. I'd love to do this every week. So I don't know about you, Chris. I've had a great time. Yeah, it's been great. You know, good to top it up with some, you know, like-minded fan or like-minded, you know, fans like us. And um, sorry that we're missing Jose for this episode. Yeah, I know. He was, he's, it'll be great when he comes back. You know, he had some trouble tonight. He'll be, he, you know, had some come up. He'll be here next week, hopefully. Um, I know you might not be able to hear, be here some weeks either. So it's just probably going to be a rotation between you and Jose. So we'll just have to see, you know, week by week. Love to get some guests on here eventually one day, just depending on, you know, who agrees to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what is it to put it out maybe there? Maybe we'll get to that level and, and get, you know, maybe a prospect here and there, you know, Man, one, of the, one of the, one of the, one of the reporters, you know, that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, we'll have to work on that here soon. Well, you know, for Still Tipping Pod, I'm Braden. And then Chris. At that See big guy, Chris. At, the, at, at Brazy underscore don't forget the underscore i don't know who's i'm gonna forget it yeah don't 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 you forget it well (laughs) hopefully we'll see you next week and then our uh twitter page is going to be at still tipping pod yep at still tipping pod go ahead and follow us we'll be tweeting out our podcast we'll be tweeting along with you some games just depending on the day so hopefully we'll see you guys there good night guys